Moving on to our next segment. Uh, same faces, new places. These are the p- players that have changed teams. Um, so they're on different teams than their teams they were on last year. Uh, Derek's got to step away. He's got to pee real quick. So it'll be <laughs> me and Dallas to to start this. Um, Cardinals again. I haven't. Seen that. I don't see them doing anything for a while. See what's left in a week. Um, you, you can take the Falcons. This is actually a pretty good one. I like. Yeah. Uh. Well, Jesse Bates. We talked about him briefly earlier. Safety signed four years, sixty four million. Uh, it's a good contract. I mean, previously with Cincinnati, he's definitely got uh, the veteran presence they want to bring. Uh, David Onyemato for the de- defensive line comes over from de- uh, New Orleans, rather. And then Taylor Heineke, quarterback, two years, $20 million. Cool. He's either going to compete with Desmond Ritter, play behind him, or uh, they'll sign a rookie, and then the three of them will have a three-way competition. And then the big one, I'd say the biggest name, at least, Jonu Smith traded from New England uh, for literally nothing, a seventh-round pick. He comes over to play behind Kyle Pitts. Um, goes back with his original coach, Arthur Smith, who drafted him in Tennessee. They played together. They had some success. So hopefully uh, John Smith will find some success over in Atlanta with his old coach because he did not find it in New England. And he probably goes down as one of the worst free agent signings in uh, New England Patriot history. Yeah, and it, it's – I think everyone likes to hate on Smith because of – I mean, Smith and Hunter Henry as well just because of – they weren't really used at all in New England but his talent's still there. Like, and he goes to the, uh, the Falcons where, yeah, sure. He's a tight end, but we know he can play a lot of positions on the field. And besides Drake London, they re- really don't have anyone. Yeah. The one thing we know is that he has not lost his athleticism overnight. I mean, he's still a good athlete. He still looks when he's on the field, like he moves well for a guy, his size. The problem is the Patriots didn't use him. If the Falcons will actually use him in, uh, situations where he can be a mismatch on offense for the defense, whether he's lined up on a safety or maybe he's got a speed advantage on a linebacker, whatever it is, they use him correctly, then yeah. I mean, the guy could still have a, a career renaissance in Atlanta. Um, the Patriots just didn't utilize him, I think, the way they should have, whether that's a coaching issue, whether it's a scheme issue, who knows. Oh, but... it's a coaching issue. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I bash on Patricia so often. I just try to give him a pass there, but <laughs> Don't, don't um, I think pass. I don't think it can't be worse. Put it that way. If you're hold, if you've held John Smith this long in a dynasty league, you're not cutting him. It can't be <laughs> <Right>. worse. <laughs> you're not cutting. Him. No, I mean it, it's the best case for both sides. Right. New England gets salary relief here a lot next year. Yep. And Falcons get a guy that they can try to gadget around the field. And uh, the coach there, Smith, was the offensive coordinator for Tennessee. Did you guys already say this? Tennessee mm-hmm. for when John was there. We did, yeah. yeah. But it's it's cool. It'll bring me up. Um, the Bills uh, brought in uh, Connor McGovern, uh, the guard, three years, twenty three million bucks. Previous played for the Cowboys. That's small deal for a guard, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the Panthers. Oh, go on. Sorry, I was gonna say. I think the bill. Uh, the Bills also brought in Deontay Harris, the wide receiver from the Saints. Which is an interesting move. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, which is an interesting move because I think um he could eat into Isaiah McKenzie's kind of role of what they want him to do there. So mm-hmm. just something to keep your eye on. Um, I mean, he could probably be cut in camp too. I mean, yeah, he's I could, the roster he, guy. He sounds like a camp battle, not battle, but yeah, above you know that. Deontay Hardy changed his name from Deontay Harris legally, and they're the same person. Oh no! Yes, do you know I, that I he went know that. 
do you know he went to Assumption College here in Massachusetts? No way. Right down, right down the street yeah. from old Wu? Yeah, he yeah. went to Assumption. He's Assumption guy. He's yeah, that's, I, that's probably why I know him. I was locking him up when I played <laughs> for the Lancers. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He's way too young. We never would have crossed paths. Also fast. <laughs> that's, that's the one reason that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's the only reason. It's, it's the only reason. fast and made it to the NFL. But no. it was just different times. No, just we just didn't sync up. I would lock him up. I'll still lock him up. He's five six. I might actually have a shot. I'll body him at the line. <laughs> but no, I think that's a good point. I mean, the, the, you have a few of those guys there. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, even there, the kid they drafted, Khalil Shakir. Shakir like, yeah. he, if he eats into those roles at all, it's big. The Bills at like clearly have some sort of idea of what they want in this role, and they haven't found it yet. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, well, they brought back Cole Beasley last year for a bit. Like they, just, unbelievable. Yeah, and it, yeah. it t- took away from Diggs at the end of last season for them to try to figure it out. And he's yep. like, "You just give me the ball." Watching the Bills' offense implode towards the end of the season was one of the highlights of my my <laughs> year <laughs> last year. Yeah, like God. there's so there's so many guys I like in the team, but they're still in no. the same division as the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. It's just like it makes me understand what it was like for everybody else watching the Patriots do well, <laughs> and when they finally failed to just be like, "Yes, yeah, you suck done. too. You suck like the rest of us." The yeah, best part of like, like so the Miami Dolphins fans, the Jets fans, and the Bills fans for like twenty years was if the Pats got bounced out of the playoffs, that was their best day of football every year. Yeah, it's a way you, you guys just got a, you guys had four wins this year. It doesn't matter. Doesn't you know, literally the pass out like, the pass out eleven and missed it. Like, well, that was with Matt Castle. Okay, right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> the Pats lost in the Super Bowl. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> right. They still made a lot of money, and so did the team. All right, moving on. Uh, the Panthers, um, huge offseason so far for them. Yeah, Hayden Hurst, three years, twenty-one million bucks. Uh, Von Bell, the safety, three years, twenty-two. Uh, Shy Tuttle, three years, nineteen point five million. Who's that? Defensive lineman from the okay. yeah. yeah Saints. Okay. Oh, sorry, I didn't step in position yet. No, that's fine. I, I, I should have known. Uh, Andy Dalton, uh, two years, ten million bucks. At this point, he's a starter. They're gonna draft. A yeah, for but now. <laughs> Dalton still finds his way to get some money here and there. So good for him. And probably the biggest one, maybe in the yeah. NFL, Miles Sanders, four years, twenty five million bucks. Had a career year for the Eagles last year, so um, goes to the Panthers. Think that I think that that's a fantastic fit. I know, but Derek, you want to talk about him on our last segment, so I won't talk about him too much. Yeah, but overall, I think the Panthers did well. You know, he and Hurst is a good tight end. Like he's also a former first round pick guy. Vaughn Bell was super good down the stretch in um, in Cincy. Like I was really surprised that Cincy didn't make a point to bring Vaughn Bell back. Um, so I think like that's a good signing too. And then like if the Carolina Panthers are going to go out with the first overall pick and take a quarterback, like at least Andy Dolan is like a career NFL starter. Like he has the experience, like he can, you know, tell the quarterback, like if you want to make it in this league, you got to show up at 7 a.m. Mm. You got to do all the right things if you want to be successful, you know? And I think like, the the mentoring of the older quarterbacks can have such a huge impact in some of these young guys. So I think like 
the Panthers are have started kind of building their team the right way, considering they already had an offense and defensive line that was good. Yep. Normally you start there, you know, when you when you have that stuff, then you start bringing in these auxiliary pieces. And I think Juan Bell is coming into a defense that I think is going to be a net positive. Like they're going to be really good next year. Yeah, they already had some pieces last year that look good, like J.C. Horn and, and whatnot. Brian so, Burns. Oh, and, yeah, and the studs yeah. down. Yeah. The studs. Yeah. yeah, and then, yeah, you bring in a guy on the back end like that, I totally agree. I think they're they're trending in the right direction, which is is promising. Um, and I, I'm really excited to see what Miles Sanders can do on a team that runs the ball well. Not that Philly didn't run the ball well. They're probably the best in the league, but um, it'd be great to see. <laughs> what, I, what I told Scott uh, earlier this week, it's like it's good that Miles Sanders is going to a team that doesn't objectively hate him. I don't yeah. know why Philadelphia right. hated Miles Sanders since day one, but man, yeah, I've never it's... seen a team railroad a guy with talent so yeah. and, It's so weird. And there's no possible way that whoever the quarterback is is going to steal more touchdowns from Miles Sanders than Jalen Hurst did, unless it's Anthony Richardson, in which case, good fucking luck. <laughs> then yeah, Miles Sanders luck. would be being so paid. He probably asked that when he signed. He's like, that's not Richardson, right? Okay, yeah. I'm <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Daz, you want to take the Bears? The Bears, yeah, they're another team that's having a great um, offseason so far. I've made a lot of moves. I'm a fan of most of them. They acquired DJ Moore from the Panthers that we just talked about. Um, they also added TJ Edwards at linebacker on good money, three years, $19.5 million from Philly. Um, Nate Davis, a guard, three years, $30 million with Tennessee. Tremaine Edmonds is probably their big uh, biggest name other than DJ Moore in the trade, but their biggest free agent signing. Uh, at linebacker, four years, seventy-two million coming over from Buffalo, and then Robert Tunyon they added today for one year. What do you say, eight million from Green Bay? Or no, it was short money, right? It was like two million. Yeah, I I don't know because I I don't know what the yeah, number was. Know. Doesn't Sorry. matter. And then Deontay Foreman came over from Carolina uh, for a one-year, two million dollar deal. So the big ones, obviously, on the defense, Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards, they help out that linebacking core real quick after they lost Roquan Smith last year. So they immediately plug that hole. Edmonds is a freak. I love him there. Edwards is also pretty nasty. So happy to see those two work together. And then DJ Moore. I, I mean, Justin Fields has to be stoked on that. So um, I don't want to go too deep into that. But DJ Moore is obviously an elite wide receiver in this league still. And this should give him an opportunity to succeed. To succeed. So, so much good stuff there, Dad. I was like, you're dead on. My biggest problem with the Bears – off season is like if you're gonna pay trade like Tremaine Edwards, why not just pay Rokon spent the same money? Like that's, yeah, like that's the that's the biggest thing. Is like Edmonds super good. Don't get me wrong. Like I, like I was saying, you know, we watch the Bills a lot. Like we we've seen them play. We see them play a lot. We see Poyer play a lot. We see Edmonds play a lot, and he is super good. He's not Rokon Smith. <laughs> he just isn't, yeah, man. Like Rokon Smith slants the field. And like, so I feel like I don't, I forget the real cons with the contract off the top of my head, but if it's even $4 million, $3 million more a year, it's just like, just pay the guy. I don't know. And Dallas, he's the one with no agent, right? He yeah. Roquan's no the no agent yeah, guy. He, and maybe yeah. the, the do, one but... guy that, that that's worked out. With. Maybe, maybe the Ravens just want players with no agents. They think it's an advantage for them. I don't know. He got a uh, five years, a hundred million. Roquan Smith did. Yeah, so it's it's close. It's close. And, 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 I mean, they're a paying agent. For all intents and purposes, they're the same age as well. Um, right, twenty five. Tremaine's twenty four. So same thing. And Edmonds is super good. He does fill the need that they need, like that, or the hole that that Rokon Smith left. They're just like, mm-hmm. man, 
they could have just been a better defense with Rick Smith. That's my yeah, I I 100% agree. Um yeah. I, if if you you know if I'm you sure you're going to start a franchise now, you can pick one like of these shit. guys. You're right. You got to go Smith. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. But I I, I like the Dante Foreman signing. They lost Montgomery which we'll get to. Yeah. But um I mean it, there was Herbert there. He looked great in spots, yeah. but we've seen Foreman play for multiple teams the last two years and every time he touches the ball he looks freaking awesome well and, and Derek looked, touched on it earlier like if you you can add these guys that do 75 percent so of what somebody too. does for no money like yeah was gonna three get million, million bucks last year two million bucks th- this year because the market's going down but yeah i mean when cmc was traded foreman and both chuba depending who is playing but foreman is just a fucking great player Two yeah. million bucks for a guy who's going to do eighty-five to ninety percent of what David Montgomery gave you. Yeah, right? yeah. wonderful. Like sign 100%. me up, sign and, me up. And if they could fix that offensive line a little bit, yep, they can actually create some space and maybe you know I, I don't want to bash David Montgomery because he had like the shortest yards before contact in the league every single year because they wouldn't block for the guy. But if they get one guy who can block a little bit, boom, you're off to the races. And well, to that point, that was like signing a Dante Foreman allows you to take an offensive lineman day two, day three, instead of taking a running back, right? Like it fills that hole in the roster to be able to free up you to like maybe reach on a guy if you want to, because you have that like line need that you need to fill too. 100%. So, and I, and I love this draft for offensive line yeah. depth a lot more than I do for running back, wide receiver, any other skill position really. I think running backs deep. The only thing with running back is that they'll go kind of early. They'll go by round three for mm-hmm. like like eight or nine running backs. Like the offensive line depth is very good in this. Um, like for if you, you want to be grabbing like guys a, in the fourth, fifth, fourth, sixth fifth, round, exactly right. That might play for you. Like that, that, big that could right exactly. So yeah, fully fully on board with you there. It's fun when we agree, but I kind of hate it because I like arguing with you guys more. <laughs> uh all right the Bengals, uh big one orlando brown leaving the chiefs going to the Bengals, four years 64 million bucks fantastic cheap. signing cheap right yeah cheap. Good. for we're, brown, we're gonna get to it but kc just gave juan taylor four years 80 and orlando brown is better right. than juan taylor like i don't care how you dice it so yeah um, it's interesting, but I think they said it's either front loaded or back loaded. I can't remember what it is, but it's it's built not evenly. So, um, but I think, I think it's back loaded. So he's going to get a ton of money in the last two years. If if you're a Bengals fan, right, a Bengals fan, um, this makes you happy. They're spending. This is the first time we've seen them do this in a while. Like for the last two years, it seems like they're on a different trend of like being a different kind of franchise. So like. They built a, a, a brand new line in two years. Yeah, they're not a loser yeah. franchise anymore. Yeah, They've their got two bookends with and they're... Lyle Collins and uh, Orlando Brown now. Um, their interior line is, I can't remember, Jonah Williams, is he still there? Like, yeah, I think less, so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you got pieces all over the field. Um, it's good to see him. You, and you know what? You can do that when I don't think they've paid Joe Burrow yet, and I don't think they've, and I know they haven't paid Jamar Chase yet. So this is their window. Or Higgins, they're doing the right yeah. thing. Right. Or Higgins, yeah. Right. All right, Dallas to the Browns. Yeah, the Browns uh, haven't done much on the offensive side. However, on defense, they signed Oboe Karonquo, the defensive end from Houston, three years, $22 million. Juan Thornhill, the safety from KC, three years, 21 
And Dalvin Tomlinson, who's probably the big one uh, on the interior of their defensive line at defensive tackle, four years, $57 million coming over from Minnesota. Um, that's definitely more than Minnesota wanted to spend on the guy in what I think they're going to call a rebuild year for them with the pieces they're letting go. Um, so that's probably why he didn't stick around there. He's still young enough that he's he can have an impact for the, the, all four of those years. So $57 million, I think, the Browns will call um, uh, not a bargain, but a fair price for the guy. I think they're probably happy with that. And they were terrible against the run last year, so I'm sure they're they're trying to shore that up so they can actually play some close games. Yeah, the Thornhill contract kind of point like sticks out to me. That feels expensive. Yeah, I never thought he was like a top tier guy, and I'm mean, seven million years not top money, but it's well, not it's not free. <laughs> and he had, ring, though. Well, they had to bring in Eric Reed because they knew that their safeties were soft, right? And it's like. When you play against a guy like Eric Reed, like I know he's somewhat diminished, but like when you play opposite side of him, it just makes you look better. Like, so I'd be worried as a Browns fan with that Thornhill contract, like, unless like it's one actual year of real money. Yeah. Like, it's, that makes them Thornhill and Delpit up top. Is that their other? Yeah. Safety? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's, I love that. it's not, it's not crippling. Yeah. They need a better like, pass rush if they're going to have Thornhill somehow roam, roam in the safety is a high dollar value. That's what. All right, moving on to the Cowboys. Um, I forgot about this. Stephon one. Gilmore Love traded. Love yeah. it. Like, Great fit for the fucking defense. That, that's yeah. huge. A team that likes to play a man defense. We saw Stephon. We're, we're pass fans, so we saw Stephon Gilmore play a whole lot. And like the story with Gilmore here as a pass fan, it's like the first, like, Eight weeks that he was here, he really struggled. Yes. He really struggled because all we did was play zone. And then we moved to man, and Stephon Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year. And he was an all-pro. Like, this guy is a man-up defense guy, which fits perfectly with, with Diggs on the other side. And, like, the only better move the Cowboys could have made, the only better move is if they trade for Jalen Ramsey. It's the right. only better move. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy. I mean, I'd be so happy if I'm a Cowboys fan. Stephon Gilmore, and fourth round pick, third yeah, for, for nothing. Fourth. Yeah, and his contract. Yeah, yeah. His and contract, I, them, I think, is under is like twelve million, or mm-hmm. so. It's not crazy. Yeah, that's fine. not bad at all. I had them yep. locked to take a cornerback, and I was like, they need somebody who could play a lockdown Re- cornerback. Redo really. it. Redo your whole yeah. block now. No, and, uh, no, no. Leave that corner. They still need more. <laughs> need more help in that right. secondary. But it, it's the perfect foil to, to Trayvon Diggs, like the risk taker, right. kind of whatever. You have Stephon Gilmore locked on that side of the field. Trayvon, take all the risks you want. Like, go go make you know another 12 fix this year. And I hope Stephon Gilmore just pulls Diggs into a room and teaches him how to actually play corner for – yeah. Like, se- like 17 hours of, of preseason. <laughs> like sits him down. He's like, dude, you don't actually have to either pick the ball off or right. let him catch a bomb. You could just like stay in front of him, like knock like, it dude, down. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're like wicked good. Be pass deflection like, too. Stop. Crazy. Yeah. Because Diggs is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can just knock it down. Diggs is really good, but I've never seen someone get beat so much on double moves that are like pretty obvious. So. Like in like in Diggs again is like a really good corner. So I love this move for the Cowboys. Yep. All right. Continuing on, the Miami Dolphins have signed Braxton Berrios, Mike White, and David Long. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Hold on. Mike White <laughs> Mike White has a shot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean I he, think he does. He's got a clear path. I mean, Tua is injury prone, one injury away, one off. I think he's ball, he's one, one hit to the head. Hitting head 
done yeah. for his career. I really yeah. do. I think it's I think it's close now that he he could be done. Like I still don't. There's there's a world where he doesn't play ever again, and then signing Mike White the day, day one, getting him right away. It's like we need at least someone to fill that void because that's a real world option that Tua may not be ever play again. Right. Yeah, I think, one bad hit to the head. It's Mark Savard with the Bruins all over again. You know, right. guy just never feels right enough to get back on the field or on the rink, whatever you want to call it. Again, could happen. And I just think, like, if I'm gonna compare Mike White to any quarterback in the league, it's probably Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Dude, I was just <laughs> thinking that. I was just thinking him. Right? Oh, that's like funny. they yeah. they just seem so similar in like the way that they play. I think Mike White does a little bit better against pressure. And Jimmy probably has a little bit better touch, but like they just are kind of the same dude. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's it's a very smart move by the Dolphins. Hey, the difference is Jimmy sees pressure and then just snaps his own collarbone. Also, <laughs> the season, but Mike White saw pressure and then broke like three uh, ribs last year. So maybe he was just like they are and the still played. Yeah, he oh, he's, just play. he's the perfect. He's the perfect. Different. He's, he's the perfect, perfect Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> dolphin. You get hurt, get back up. I don't care if you're concussed yeah. or broken ribs. Play. Play. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Broncos, Jared Stidham signs there. Two years, ten million bucks. Whatever. Good backup. Camp battle. <laughs> I hope no, so. I'm kidding. Um, Mike McGlinchey is that his name? Dot yep, McGlinchey. Yeah. It, that's a bigger one. I mean, they beat up a line. Ben Powers, the guard from Baltimore. So you need pound the rock, protect your quarterback. Boom. Yep. They just need a room. That's what it seems like they're they need a running back still. But uh Zach Allen, uh the defensive lemon from Arizona, three years, forty five million. And Smudgy P Ryan leaving the the Bengals, uh two years, seven point five million. P. Ryan is interesting for redraft too because, like, uh, Javante is not going to be super healthy for the first half of this year. Yeah. For redraft, like, Samaje might be a good sleeper for the first half of the year. Yeah, um, they don't bring anyone else in, but they they sign him early. Like, yeah. They want him. So I don't know. Dude, Samaje was good. Yeah. He looked good. If like you can pick they, him up late in redraft, I'd be happy to start him the first four plus weeks of the season until you know yeah. until Williams is back. And like we saw, we saw what happens with these really bad knee injuries. Is like it takes a couple of years. Like it takes more than like it'll take Javante Williams this full year to there, get right until he's there's right a year. Here. The sorry, there's a world that they just sit him all season and getting fully yeah. healthy for the like. like because they, Dobbins they've seen what happened to Dobbins, they've seen what happened to Barkley. Yeah. Why risk that again? Like, like they're not the same player the first year back. Well, right. also, Samaji P. Ryan kind of fits Dalvin Kamara role kind of well. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, we have Champagne. Champagne. Like, I know it's not exactly, it's not exactly one for one, right? Samaji is not, is not Alvin Kamara. We, almost no one is Alvin Kamara, but. I think that it's definitely interesting for a late flyer and redraft, but I think the theme of the Broncos offseason was way overpaying these offensive linemen, considering what we saw like Orlando Brown get and some of these other linemen. Like McClinch is good, but five for eighty seven, yikes. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I mean they're yeah. they're spending they're they're going all all in. 
they got that Walmart money, baby. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> good. It's a good money. Lions. Cam Sutton, the cornerback from Pittsburgh, mm. threw for 33. I, I like that a lot. Yep. Uh, biggest one, David Montgomery, three for 18. Still cheap, I think. Uh, Chicago last year, six million yeah. a year. Like that's that's it's the the new norm for a starting running back in the NFL. And for the amount but of work that he's going to do for you, six million is great. Yep. Yeah. Probably the best buy in dynasty football right now might be David Montgomery. I was thinking about this today. Is like in dynasty, his everyone hates him for dynasty. He's always been like this, like guy that's yeah. like one his his own owners are like, I don't want him on the team, but no one wants him, so I can't he's going him. to he's going to one of the best run blocking offenses in the league, and we've we seen so this guy year. be like David Montgomery is like I love Jamal Williams, but David Montgomery is a more talented football player. He's going to produce somewhere. Like if if Swift can't get his head on straight, like Montgomery is a very very good behind dynasty. And I'd be so happy to watch him run behind Penny Sewell and Frank Ragnow. Like, yeah. <laughs> boom, uh, get out yep. the way. And you yep. know they're they're, they're going to sign like or draft another lineman too. Definitely. Oh yeah, like, yeah. They, they always have do. the mock to do it. So. Pretty Beautiful. much a lock. If I happen. mock it, it's going to happen. Definitely a lock. Fuck you, Rep. Um, who's <laughs> the guys that we beat? Uh, Mel Kiper and, yeah, uh, Kiper. Fuck you, Kiper. Yeah. 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 Also, Cam Sutton, three years, 33 million. He's a year, two years younger than James Bradbury, and he got three years, 33 instead of three years, 38. Yeah. Great job, mm-hmm. Lions. I like what the Lions have been doing lately, uh, like yeah. across the board. So happy to see them finally running a, a real organization. Just over there. A, v- a very fun team. A very fun, fun team to watch. And Fun team next year with Montgomery and Jameson fully healthy. So, oh, yeah, Jameson Williams. Yep. Awesome, awesome jerseys, too. Just want to throw that out there. Love the I Lions jersey. Don't you have a Lions jersey, do I? No, I you don't. You don't oh, have no, a Calvin Johnson? I do have a Calvin Johnson jersey. I do. There you go. Yeah, we had yeah. a Kenny Galladay one. <laughs> yeah, we gave it away to the winner, Sarge Thorpe. <laughs> <laughs> Torch's career. That's um, amazing. All right, moving on to the Eagles. Rashad Penny, one year, one point three five million. Great Better player, great player. Yeah, there's no I'm... question about his talent, but like the dude is literally made out of glass. I don't know what's wrong with him. Right, if he can stay healthy, he's done well. The problem has been that is impossible yeah. apparently. So this um... is a roster bubbled signing. Um, yeah, if he can stay healthy, look good from his previous injury, they'll keep him. If not, it's a vet yeah. man. You just dude. cut the guy, move, move on. I bet Rashard Penny is awesome in practice. Oh, dude. <laughs> yes. Dude, I bet he's an awesome practice player. <laughs> he looks so good. He, he gets on the so field good. and he's like, oh, my knee again. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, tough just, career. Dude, tough career for him. Yeah. It's no pads. What the fuck are you doing, Penny? <laughs> Gotta do it. Uh, te- Texans bring in Jimmy Ward uh, from the Niners. Two years, 13 million bucks. Case Keenum. Okay. Um, Robert Woods, which is kind of a, sh- a shocking signing. Um, if they're gonna, you know, tank and re- rebuild, yeah. but two sure. years, fifteen point two five million bucks, pretty decent money for Woods. It's yeah. good money for him. I just checked the the year, like how old Jimmy Ward is. Jimmy Ward was super good last year. He's thirty one years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, their average age of their three signings is over thirty. What are you doing, Texans? 
Yeah, they don't understand what a rebuild is. <laughs> <laughs> D'Amico Ryan's like, we're winning it all, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, I'm ready you, you bring Players these, play till 40, right? You, br- <laughs> you bring these old guys to mentor, but you don't pay these old guys yeah. top dollars to do so. Yeah, just because D'Amico Ryan's played till he was 40. That's mean everybody's gonna. Right. Oh, goodness. But yeah, at least Case Keenum is good to mentor a quarterback. Absolutely. So, yep. Um, moving on to the Colts, who have brought in Gardner Minshew. Cool. Samson Ebucam, defensive lineman, three years, 27 million. Good. I mean, Colts play defense well, or at least they try to. Uh, it's kind of how they built their identity, but they have a new head coach and a whole new system going on over there. So we'll see what happens. That's yeah. All I want to say about the Colts. I don't really know they, much about it. Yeah. They need a ton of shit. Yeah, Gardner has done chance. much. <laughs> Gardner Gardner has legit chance to start if they draft like a quarterback in the first round and Levis like isn't fully ready. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It would be nice and, to see a team do the bring of the quarterback along gradually thing. If you know, if it is Levis, say let's get you NFL ready. We, Gardner Minshew can play a year. Right. Yeah, or like we gave it then. And the thing is, Minshew, I feel like is such a fan favorite around the league, around fantasy too. Like he might put people. He also, in, those seats like yeah if he, he'll if he's sell like, jerseys yes for sure people fucking love the guy i love the guy yeah is he good he's he's okay no nah, he's funny though yeah he's funny <laughs> like like if you're gonna have a bridge year do it with gardner Minshew. like absolutely have, have fun with it. like more. that's the thing with like like yeah the Colts should have done the gardner Minshew thing two years ago and right. they fucked up and didn't do it and they fucked up and they got frank Wright fired yeah um jags nothing yet Chiefs, Jawan Taylor, we talked about before the uh, tackle, four years for 80 million bucks from uh, the Jags. And the, the other guy, Dowson Tate, because I don't want to fuck it up. Charles Amenahue. Amenahue. Amenahue is good. Yeah, Dude. I like Amenahue. And, like, I think, like, when we watch the – like, this is such a good sign for the Chiefs, too. Like, I can't express this enough. Watching San Fran play with, like, their defensive rotation and seeing, like, how the Chiefs had to rely – one, they cut Frank Clark, right? So they brought in Amena, who, who I think is probably better than Frank Clark, more consistent, like in rundowns than him. And they can move this guy anywhere on the defensive line that they want. Like, I just, I love the signing. I would have loved the Pats to go out and get him. Personally, if like I, if he was the number one defensive player, like on my board, that I would have really loved um, to, for the, like, a pet the pass to go out and get because I knew he was going to be short money because he was a rotational player for San Fran, but I think he's a legitimate starter. Yeah. And I think you can play him in that starting role and like a three down guy, but you also, if you want to use him um, as a rotational guy, you still have George Karlaftis there that they took last year. Absolutely. So it's, and, and I think he had a really good season too. So you filter these guys in and out left and right. You're, you're in the chiefs are going to, work some pressure like we don't really see them pressure the quarterback a ton because they kind of play play coverage and you know hold their spots defend the run yada yada they could ramp it up this year and make themselves even more dangerous which is kind yeah. of a scary thought and they did it for 10 million a year that's that. perfect yeah for d-line like that you see some of these other guys getting stupid money we're going to get to them eventually but like way more than 10 I, like marcus davenport's i think going to get 13 this year which right. is right right a lot of and money. like and the only reason why Amenahu didn't get more money was because he was a rotational player on literally the best front four in right. the NFL for like the last decade. Exactly. You know, so like I, I think like the Chiefs did really well in going out 
and, and getting another helpful rotational guy in the pass rush and a guy that can also play, you know, the, the uh, run stopping ability inside the, the center of that defense too. Yeah, totally agree, man. Um, I'm going to move on to the Raiders. I'm going to, well, Scott will be back in a minute. Uh, Jacoby Myers co- joins the Raiders three years, 33 million previously with new England. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo comes over from San Fran to play quarterback three years, 72.75 million. And then Marcus Epps comes over from Philly for two years, 12 million. So the two years, 12 million for Marcus Epps, I think is great money for a safety six million a year. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, the Raiders need the help on the back end after Jonathan Abrams and other safeties they've signed have not really worked out. And then Jimmy G to fill the Derek Carr gap, I think works beautifully. Um, yeah. Jacoby Myers. I'm going to talk about him a bit later, but um, I think this is a great fit for him. I, I think he's going to finally be asked to do something he's capable of doing uh, as opposed to in new England where he was asked to do everything um, stuff that was outside his comfort zone, outside his, his forte. Uh, he really had to do it all in new England. This allows him to play opposite Devonte Adams, which is still arguably one of the best receivers in the NFL gives him a quarterback in Jimmy G who should be able to work with him. Well, I think it's a great system. Plus his familiarity with Josh McDaniels can't be ignored either. Yeah. Well, we'll save more on the Myers till the end because I think we could talk about it for 30 minutes and I wouldn't hate <laughs> it. Um, but I think uh, Garoppolo is a great fit, obviously. And I think Epps bringing in the safety help, like the Raiders defense, like we thought that the Raiders defense might be good because they had Max Crosby and they brought in Chandler Jones. But what we didn't understand was that like outside of those two DNs, they literally had nothing behind that front four. Like they're linebackers their corners and their safeties all sucked last year <laughs> their defense was so bad well it's because like they, they had to pay adam so much that they couldn't afford they had to let so many people go i don't know man like the three of us could have been a pretty decent safety core back there and that <laughs> compared to what they rolled out man like well watching some of the raiders games last year was just like constant like coverage breakdowns like not even just like guys getting beat like just like Guys not knowing what to do on defense. Mm-hmm. Like they need they need adults in the room on defense. So <laughs> bring in a Philly guy, I like <laughs> we would that way. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. Uh we'll head on to the Chargers who brought in Eric Hendricks from Minnesota. He's on a two year deal. I couldn't find the numbers on it. I'm assuming it's not much. Uh probably 10, like 12. you know, 10, 12 exactly, somewhere yeah. in that range. He's a veteran guy. He knows what he's doing. He's still been an effective player. But again, Minnesota's in a rebuild. They're not paying old guys anymore. So he's out. Great fit. Great fit for a defense that's ready to win now. Like, yeah, you and want I, and to I bring think, in those guys uh, playing off while linebacker like mm-hmm. Kendricks that can also rush the pass on a given down if you need him to. And they've got those young kids there like Drew Tranquil and uh, Kenneth Murray. And Kenneth Murray has not lived up to his draft type potential coming out of school. Kendricks is a guy that might be able to help him get on that path towards being an effective NFL linebacker. So I'd like to see the mentorship start to happen, you know, sooner rather than later. Maybe, maybe so does LA. <laughs> right. Yeah, I bet so. Because <laughs> he was a guy that came in with Patrick Queen, who also hasn't really popped as much as you would have hoped in the NFL. But I know. he's elite athlete, super yeah. speed, great coverage linebackers that kind of faded as soon as they hit their pro teams. So we'll see. Time will tell. I- I thought Patrick Queen was going to be like an unbelievable linebacker. Yeah, yeah I really so did. Oh, did I? Uh, Rams, Rams, nothing. nothing. <laughs> what else is new? Vikings, uh, Byron Murphy from the Cardinals, two years, 22 million bucks. And Marcus Davenport from the Saints, uh, one year, 13 million bucks. Davenport's yeah. a good signing. 
13 it's million not. might be kind of high. But yeah, but again, it's it's it's, it's one year. Uh, there's nothing yeah, carrying you over. You get to away the with a year. little bit more money when you just do the one year deal, mm-hmm. but it's still, it is a little high. Um, Byron Murphy, though, again, I'm going to keep saying it. 11 million a year. That's less than James Bradbury. I'd rather have Byron Murphy. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots. Um, I'll start with James Robinson. Two years, eight million bucks. Shocked he got four year with this RB market when he was the sixth string uh, Jets running back last year. <laughs> um, I don't know. I moving on. Um, Riley Reef, the the uh, tackle from Chicago. Um, we got I think today or yesterday, and then yeah, he's like thirty three. Yeah, he's older, so maybe he's on the back end of his career, but he's always been elite. Chicago, Washington, 34. Great teams. They're great old lines when he's been there. So. Was it a deal? Uh, yeah, I, assume it's a uh, I think it's I, – I don't, I don't want to talk okay. out of turn. But he's 34 years old. He's a good vet. Fine. Bring him in for rotation. Yeah. The Pats just went dumpster diving. I don't – I can't. I just can't anymore. One year, five mil. One year, five mil. That's fine. That's cool. Fine. We'll take it. Well, and he's better right. than Isaiah Wynn. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. You, apparently, you had to start with what was it? You had to start with ten figures to talk to Isaiah Wynn. This, this tweet. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, I don't know. I don't Idiot. Know what he's thinking? Idiot. Oh God. So it's it's like he was tweeting like we didn't watch him play football for three years. Like, <laughs> right. like to be fair, we only watched him for a couple because he was hurt the whole fucking time. Right. <laughs> and then but when still, we did, we, we watched like, him. We looked we watched, away. Yeah, we watched him get rotated to guard when he was getting beat at tackle so often. It was just, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I actually yeah. uh, ironically met his girlfriend when we were at a Patriots game. She was in the like same section as us, and she was wearing like a pimped out like rhinestone studded Isaiah Wynn jacket. I was like, that's a weird purchase. She's like, oh, that's no, that's my boyfriend. I was like, oh, well, that's tough. She's like, he's, yeah, he said he's having a really hard time out there. Was her actual response? <laughs> yeah, he's having a real hard. I was like, I was like, yeah, no shit. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, he comes home crying a lot. <laughs> Like I, I picture like that was what was happening. Like he would go home, like they're being like really mean. They're Pete pushing me around out there. Like, but you're making so millions, right? Yeah, but still. Uh, yeah, it's one of the funniest interactions of my life. I was like, it's not as easy talk to as college. No, I'm sorry. My girlfriend was like, course. "What are you gonna say to her when you get up to her?" I was like, "I'll figure it out on the way." <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, and the biggest signing, Juju Smith-Schuster, three years for thirty-three million bucks. I know it's like more like twenty three point five or twenty four, um, yeah. Something like but that. again, like same exact thing as Jacoby, and I'd much rather Jacoby Myers than Juju. See, I'm happy Jacoby with Myers. Juju. I'd pay I'd Jacoby Myers five million more a year than Juju Smusher's. You see Jacoby's tweet when he saw that that signing. I forget yeah, what it was, but, but it's pretty much like what the hell. <laughs> like, I think the truth the truth is that neither guy is worth either of these contracts in the center. Neither. Well, the the thing is, the water street market I've never seen so bad, so in bad in in my entire life. Like yeah. the whole Kenny Galladay signing was bad, but at, at least he was coming off of like years where he was. He's still producing. a freak. He's a freak athlete, like, like solid but, size. But when you have Juju and Jacoby Myers leading the 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 charge for a free agent and wide receivers are like, all right, this is like, we were and, 
kind of spoiled a, the last couple of years. This year it's been yeah. it's just a dumpster fire of like and a shallow draft of like not like big top end wide receivers. Yep. Like even last year, right? Like it's just like last year we had Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill get traded and then had three wide receivers taken in the top 15. Like in this year, we got Juju and Myers. <laughs> I mean, we still we'll could have get two wide receivers in the yeah. first round, three wide receivers in the first round. Like, it might be more than that, but we, I mean, we still could get D Hop traded and that could change. That's true. That's fair. But yeah. Well, so um, this, this whole deal says to me too that the Patriots have to be doing something else because Juju can't be your number one. So if it's Juju, Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker, that's not like an NFL ready wide receiver room by any means. Not that I think that uh, Joey Myers added to that equation makes it an NFL-ready wide receiver room either, and not that we've had one for the past few years. But at some point, you got to bring somebody else in. So I know we've kicked around D-Hop. That's the rumor. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, kicked around. T. Higgins is out there being allegedly shot for trades. You've got other guys on the horizon. but I think Judy is, is the Judy is now the, the one biggest so, one to lead to, to, to go to the Pats. It's looking like it's like less than a first for Judy is what I saw. Uh, pick 46 and Kendrick Bourne, someone said. I, yeah. would, I would do that. I would be smashing accept on that. There's no way that they would accept that, right? Who? Patriots? The, no, the Broncos. No, Denver. <laughs> like, oh, no, yeah. I'm like, Patriots should Patriots do it. But, I mean, who knows where that source is from? Like The Patriots are just trying to look like not look too eager so they don't yeah, get I mean, cold. Especially like, oh, no, like, think about it, man. Like, definitely. Like, honestly, Judy maybe. was a first-round pick, hasn't led up to the hype, but also hasn't been in position to, to do so. But the second half of last year, he was great. And he finishes as a wide receiver, I think, 19 in the year. Yeah, like Juju's best seasons smoke Jacoby Myers' best seasons. But Jacoby Myers has also been tied to Mac Jones and Cam Newton with no arm for his career. So it's tough to even grade Jacoby Myers until he gets a quarterback. But then it's tough to grade Juju because he was on a team that didn't really throw. Like they, I mean, the KC Chiefs led the league in passing yards, but they threw to Travis Kelsey and then they used 15 different wide receivers and running backs along the way. So it's just, it's, it's tough to comp the two. But I'd say for less guaranteed money, which I know Juju got and Myers got a little bit more guaranteed, it makes sense in some regard. But I would have been I would have been over the moon to see Jacoby come back. I just I, I kind of just liked him. It might be a personal preference. I just if if you have two guys that do the exact same thing or close enough to it, why don't you just keep the guy that was already in town and we all like? I think like there's also more to like the idea of like paying homegrown talent right and like building a culture of like if you come up and you can be undrafted in this team and if you make it we will pay you and i right. love like the pats used to do that <laughs> like, yep. you know and like maybe they thought that meyer didn't have any more upside than his you know 800 yards annually but hey i take that 800 yards if it made mac feel one tenth better about stepping onto that field every week. Mm -hmm. Yep, I would take the eight hundred yards from him over a thousand from Juju if I don't have to watch his fucking TikToks. I would, I would <laughs> challenge, challenge that thousand and just take that up to like fourteen hundred. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, fourteen hundred for no TikTok, <laughs> no Juju distractions. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> get this blocking wide receiver off my field. We've seen that enough in the past. Yeah, could you imagine like him doing like a TikTok on the field with like Bill there? 
So like, what is what is this? <laughs> I think I and I honestly check. think that's going to happen. I think we're going to have to hear about it. It's going to be inviting uh, nonsense into the locker room. I think it's going to be a real thing that we hear about from the Boston sports media. And I'm already it. fucking annoyed by it. If you if you listen closer, you can hear Felger clutching his pearls <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> you know what, Mike? I think you're right. I, I, that's Juju guy. You know, we're just dancing. We knew it the whole time. He's a is, what is that? Is that a twerk? A twerk? What is that? Is that a twerk? <laughs> All right. Well, we still have a, a lot of time with the Patriots, but Saints, some big we ones too. We always do that for some Have reason. to. Well, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. To Derek Carr uh, going to the Saints. Uh, four years, 150 pick, million bucks. And a fan favorite of, I feel like, everyone in the world, Jamal Williams. Um, three years, 12 million bucks, formerly on the Lions. Imagine scoring 17 touchdowns and then getting $4 million a year. It's unbelievable. It's, <laughs> he got the same money as James Robinson. Yeah, that's yeah. really Slap, unbelievable. Slap in the fucking face. James Robinson didn't have 17 carries. He right. had 17 <laughs> touchdowns. He You're telling me that money. we could have had Jamal instead of James Robinson? I mean, I know that would fit weird with Ramondre, but still, fucking sign me up. Right. You put you put people in seats if you, if you sign Jamal Williams. Yeah, but I mean, hey, two good players for the Saints. They have a quarterback that can compete against Jameis. Like, Darkar's fine. Saints seem to be toiling in mediocrity, even though they think that they're going to win a Super Bowl every year. Every year, yeah. I don't know what they're going to <laughs> they, do. They keep just pushing, can't give it up. They keep pushing cap further out and out. They push my cap out. They they push. Um, I think they save like fifty million bucks this year again. But they save that money, but it goes to further cap years, like yep. on. So like in two or three years, they're just going to be the Rams. Taysom yeah, Hill. They're going to have nothing. Like at some point, every single year too. Yeah. Like this he's going to be paid until he's forty-eight years old. But so, like, um, this is from another podcast. I won't name it here. But like, what they say is like the number one role of a GM is to keep your job. And I, I guess was... like if you're the Saints GM, you keep you keep keeping this job by keep pushing everything out yeah. and fall on someone else's plate. Once every once the house of cards falls down. Not your job anymore, right? It sounds like every baseball GM they just trade yeah. all these picks and then they leave. And then we <laughs> like, right? Yeah, you you sell it all to to win, and then you like leave after you finish in last place in the division. Yeah, but like, hey, the Saints might be the best team in the NFC South. That division's terrible. My division sucks. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, they have the best quarterback. <laughs> That is scary. Not competing against anybody. <laughs> Andy Dalton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Wind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gross. Um, you want to move on to the Giants who have signed Paris Campbell to a one year contract? Third no, three million. Three million. Yep. Three million. Yeah, that makes more sense. And Darren Waller in a trade they acquired from uh Las Vegas. I think that's two great ads. We knew they needed receiving options. Those are two great ones. Uh, well, say Darren Waller's one great one and Paris Campbell's one very good one. If he can stay healthy, good, yeah, it's, good swing it's, on Paris Campbell, right? Three million bucks is is cheap, and he had flashes last year. He played seventeen games, which is so rare for Paris Campbell last season. Right. So he they goes, also signed Jeff Smith from the Jets. No, yeah, no, I'm guy. not. I'm not talking about that guy. <laughs> Fuck that. Super no. important. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's gonna be cut in July. So don't worry. He don't is the wide that. receiver four on that team. Yeah, um, but yeah, he goes to team where I mean. He could arguably be, you know, the water one there. Adds them now. They, they could easily 
draft someone, but Campbell owners in Dynasty should feel pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Well, Darren Waller could just step on and just be their wide receiver one too, right? Like, yeah, 100%. I mean, because they have Bellinger there, uh, the rookie last year that they Bellinger like a good. lot. So and you let him do the gritty, hard nose, yep. end of line blocking work. Cool. Darren Waller yeah. flex out, run some routes, have fun, bud. Yeah, and yeah, Waller doesn't want to block, so that's perfect. Right, exactly. <laughs> yep. And you saw and... what Danny Jones did with Evan Ingram for year for you know the first year there together. The first, yeah. We'll see. Yep. Um, Jets bringing Alan Lazard, four years, forty-four million bucks. Too Would you rather money. have Jacoby Myers at eleven million a year or Alan Lazard eleven million a year? I'd rather have Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith Schuster. I'd rather have Paris Campbell. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, right. I don't know about Campbell, but um, I love Ooh, Lazard. Dude, but Juju versus Lazard is a good question. I don't know about that one. That they one play drastically to... different roles too, I guess. So it's tough to compare right. them, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would do right Juju or, or Lazard. I like like if you, I, I don't know, but it's four years, forty four. Yeah, Juju and Marshall got three. Yeah, be that extra year. They're all probably overpaid. We'll just leave it at that. Yes. Yep. yep. <laughs> they picked a very good time to become free agents. Oh, I knew I should have <laughs> been an NFL wide receiver. I know. Damn it, Dallas. Um, <laughs> so dumb. Steelers have done nothing. Um. <laughs> Wait, it, no. I said it's normal. That's normal. For oh, no. Steelers. Patrick Peterson. We did that in the yeah, last, in the last, yeah, oh, the last right. segment. Yeah, yeah. He stayed I we fucked that up. Um, Niners. Oh, yeah. Because he came over. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Niners bringing Sam Donald. Darnold. One what's, year, $4.5 million. What's the over-under and starts for Sam Donald this year? Oh, that's a good one. I would put the line at like five and a half, and then I'd probably hammer the over. Right, like, because it feels like you got to take the over, but it's got to be in low single digits for the over yeah. under, right? Like, because I think mean, Purdy's back safely, like week eight, week nine, and ready to rock. And but Trey it's an Lance. elbow. Elbows but are freaking tricky, man. Tricky throwing arm, elbow, and Trey Lance's ankle injury was like not just an ankle injury; it was. Oh, it was very severe. Drop, Plus, factor like, in Sam Darnold's own injury history. There's a very good chance he goes out game one and gets hurt, and then you blow your bet right there. Yeah, and Sam Darrell has nothing to lose. No. <laughs> like, so he's going out there in camp and slinging it. Like, mm. I'm just saying, like, I think the Niners quarterback position is as murky as it's ever been again, like every goddamn year. Sam Darrell yeah. does have all the confidence in the world for whatever reason it is. He's just unshakable. So I hope he goes out and slings it and has a great year. But um, that'd be cool. Yeah. Good That's for nice. him. Good for him. Seahawks. They've done nothing um, as far as bringing new people in. The Buccaneers, they have. They brought in Chase Edmonds. I think that was today for on a one-year deal for a million bucks. That's like nothing. And then Baker Mayfield going to play some quarterback for them one year. Eight and a half million. Good for him. Um, I mean, at least he's got a shot. T- Kyle Trask, obviously not the guy. I mean, Bruce Arians came. I, I, I did this in my write-up for the right. um, for the same faces, <laughs> new places. Like, Bruce Arians just so full of shit. He's every year, dude. We believe in Kyle Trask. Two minutes later, you're signing. You're in the coach yet, <laughs> right? You're in the coach so, anymore. We'll see what he can do. He's got weapons. You can't. This is you. You can't give him the. There are no weapons excuse. You could have given it to him in Carolina, sure, in L.A., whatever. Yeah, you don't have it anymore. If you don't make it work in Tampa Bay, you suck at quarterback. And the Bucks like sign Levante David. Like they're not giving mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
you know? So, like, they could be sneaky decent if they have some, rel- like, relevance at quarterback. So, if Baker gives the Bucks what he gave the Browns two years ago, they make right. a playoff run. They could, yeah. Yep. They have. yep. And, and I, think it, I think it comes down to the health of his shoulder. I mean, he played, he gutted it out, he played through it, and he hurt himself more than he should have gotten hurt, and he never got back to full strength. And I one caveat when we say playoff run in NFC South, we're talking about nine wins. Nine, <laughs> yeah. ten wins. Yeah. Nine <laughs> wins, they might dominate the South. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Win by three. <laughs> like, they locked up a playoff berth by week nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Uh, the Titans, they've done nothing. And then the Commanders, they signed Jacoby Brissett to a one-year $8 million deal, which is, I think, a great signing for him. I mean, Brissett showed last year in Cleveland he can play some damn quarterback. So uh, I'm he happy to great. see him latch on a place where he should at least have a bid at the starting role. Baker Unless Mayfield they... making more money than Jacoby Brissett is an absolute travesty of NFL contracts. But mm-hmm. slap in the face. Whatever. All right, well, that does that section. Um, this next one, I'm just going to hammer through because we can kind of talk about where they could go, where they could not go, and be at very long, and then we'll get into our winners and losers section. But um, guys still available, Cream uh, Hunt, Gardner Johnson from Philly, Marcus Peters, Baltimore cornerback, Odell Beckham Jr., Adam Thielen, Bobby Wagner from the Rams, Dalton Schultz from Dallas, Mike Isecki from the Dolphins, DJ Chark from Detroit, Miles Jack, Pittsburgh, um, Denzel Perriman from the Raiders, Zeke, the Cowboys, of course, Devin Singletary, Damon Harris, Nelson Aguilar, ew, Nicole Hardman, Irv Smith Jr., Jarek McKinnon, Foster Moreau and Will Fuller is still missing. <laughs> I had added that. I'm sorry. Will, F- I'm gonna get a T-shirt with like Will Fuller on a milk crate. Oh, I'm gonna wear and, it. Um, <laughs> weekend. And I have three for thirteen on the back. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, that's I, great. I forgot to put in chosen. Oh, you know, chosen sorry. Anderson. Yep, he's also my team. Two for nine. Yep, that's <laughs> nice. Uh, All right, gross. Um, winners and losers so far, um, in, in our minds, um, uh, for free agency. So Derek, you can take your winner and we'll do w- winners first, then losers. Yeah. So my winner, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. I just think him, like if he's going to like land in a different offense and a different franchise, going to a team that understands how to run the football without any real clear, challenge to that spot like this is a great initial signing like it could blow up and they could draft a guy early or something like that but like initially right now miles sanders has to be super happy with where he's landed and like he's a guy that i think we've all kind of believed in his talent just like hasn't really gotten the run there in philly so like i just think this is a good signing for him it's good location i think if i was going to choose another guy who might have been Dave Montgomery again same like a good location for running back that's good with a good offensive line that has a like um an ability to run the football on the team so I think if you're a dynasty owner of Miles Sanders you probably still can't trade him for dog shit but it's a great hold like this is like you, you can't be happier it's not like he's going to somewhere where he's going to be immediately the backup he didn't get signed by the Giants you know 
he didn't get you know signed by San Fran. He's going and he is has a run at that RB one spot. So you got to be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, okay. I took a different approach here, kind of doing team plus player, but uh, I touched on Jacoby Myers and my thoughts on him earlier, but just to reiterate, he's leaving the Patriots who are completely inept offense from last year, joining a better, more functional offense in Las Vegas and the Raiders. Plus he rejoins Josh McDaniels. And I think the team as a whole is just going to function a lot better with him there. If you consider it being Devonte Adams, Hunter Renfro, whoever they end up playing at tight end, maybe it's Foster Moreau. And then Jacoby Myers in that mix with Josh Jacobs running the ball and Jimmy Garoppolo slinging it around. I think that's just a recipe for success. And Myers is going to be a lot happier there. He should view himself as just the major winner in this situation. And I think the Raiders should view this signing as a, as a big win for them as well. Um, as opposed to had Myers stayed in New England, he probably has to fight through the drivel of, you know, reinvigorating an offense coming back off last year and then dealing with Mac Jones and having to be the top target again. I mean, cause if he had stayed, we probably don't have, uh, Juju, so it would be him, Tyquan Thornton, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Devontae Parker, whoever else you want to toss in that mix. I just think this is a step in the right direction. He should be very happy, and he get $11 million a year. Yeah, I everything you said is correct. And as a Pats fan, I'm happy for Jacoby Myers that he left there. It's good for his career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like as a fan of Jacoby Myers, mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, good. Good for you, man. Go yeah. go kill it there. Yeah, and like, him, like you said, like him being able to play the slot opposite to uh, Devante Adams is just like world of pressure off of you, man. Right. Instead of lining up against Jalen Ramsey, he gets, you know, Jalen Ramsey's uh, much inferior, you know, second, secondary yeah. partner. Brad, Bradbury. We, we bashed yeah, on Bradbury, that piece of garbage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that $38 million you didn't deserve weighing you down? <laughs> Myers, same draft class as Nikhil Harry. It was a good wide receiver draft class, just not for the past. Just for, yeah. No, well, with the past cut, Myers, though. Mm. Yeah, it's only we could <laughs> so have that was a win. We just had to uh, sacrifice our first round pick for it. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Um, my winner is Justin Fields. Um, I just think what they're doing right now, trading down from um, pick one to pick nine, getting future assets to even help them in the future. And D- DJ Moore. Like he he's never had a player close to as talented as DJ Moore. Sure, he's got um, Claypool, Darnell Mooney, fine players, but you bring in DJ Moore, holy shit! Like that changes your entire offense. Like, um, not sure DJ Moore's stock goes up or down. Maybe it stays the same. But for Fields, he has a one of the best security blankets in the entire NFL. The guy can do everything. They're bringing in guards. Um, there's beefing up the, the defense, which eventually helps the offense, blah, blah, blah. But um, pick nine, they can go out and get a freaking lineman too, which I think they will. So J- J- Justin Fields had a fantastic year last year. We'll have a fantastic year again this next year and for the foreseeable future. So dynasty owners, um, you held on the fields after that draft class. Good for you because he's now – Arguably the best, you can argue Trevor Lawrence, but I mean Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, you know, S my D. Yeah, no, you, <laughs> Max you, Jones. you can't argue Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence is the right right decision there. But right. everything else outside of that, what you said, Scott was correct. Right. Like I mean, everything like 
Justin Fields, this is a great like vote of confidence for them. Like early on in the conversation when the Bears got one one, they were just like, So do the Bears trade Justin Fields? Justin like, Fields, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> and the Bears go out early, they trade the first overall pick and they go and they get weapons for him. Like it's a like Justin Fields should feel over the moon with the way that that franchise mm-hmm. feels right now. Full too. confidence. Full confidence. Yep. Um, I'll go right into my loser. Um, DeAndre Swift, as much as I like the guy, um, Detroit let Jamal Williams go, which is sad because I love Jamal, but they bring in David Montgomery, who is a better overall back than Jamal. Like he's Jamal Williams, is just a little better man, LeGarrette Blunt, you know, a little plotter, but Montgomery can do almost everything, really, arguably a three down back. Swift is a guy that everyone thought would take a huge step with Jamal being a free agent, but with them bringing in a guy like Montgomery right away, it just shows that they don't have so much confidence in Swift, and he's going to have the same role as he has before. Just some games he, you know, does great, gets three touchdowns. Some games he gets two carries, three carries, and he's the third RB in the depth chart. Like. There, there is still a world that he's traded, which I do think it's a possibility. Um, but at this point, if you're a Swift owner in Dynasty, you, you're just sad. You On that money that Jamal Williams got, I'm so shocked that the Lions didn't try to bring him back and then trade DeAndre Swift. Like that just would have made so much more sense to me. Yeah, bring him back, even still sign Montgomery, and then trade Swift. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. I Maybe there know. wasn't a market for Swift. I don't know. Yeah, you could be. Yeah, like, I mean, there there's reports that they were looking to trade him. Like, a, I think you're right. And... Was like, I mean, it just seems like it should be right. And like, I didn't know that there was reports at all, Scotty. Like, yeah, well, it was like a it, it was a beat reporter from the Lions, so it wasn't just a random t- Twitter right. thing. It was, it was someone with the team close to the, work, close yeah. to the team, and they I think that was before the podcast you said they re-signed Craig Reynolds I think they re-signed Justin Jackson as well right away uh, so they have four runbacks right on the de- de- depth chart three people that were there last year uh, I mean he can go to the Chiefs and boom his career is <laughs> right. right back but I mean love switch out of college uh, Jesse gotta be scared his his, his value in Dynasty is as plummeted and if you're a swift owner you're going to get a lot of horrible trade offers in the next three weeks yes you are they're all gonna be for me <laughs> sorry dicky <laughs> uh okay i'll move on to my loser i have the eagles and more specifically jalen hurts i know he didn't lose any receiving weapons he still has dallas goddard aj brown Devontae smith that's huge for him what he did lose is his best running back miles sanders and what he also lost as far as the Eagles roster construction is concerned is most of the players on his defensive side, like his safeties that are going to be really important in keeping games close and not forcing him to score 40 points a game. So I don't want to look at this as like, he's in a bad position. He's still, you know, a great player. He just, is going to be asked to do a lot more next year. And if I was him, I'd be a little bit upset that my team didn't go out and do more for me, but I understand the Eagles are limited by the salary cap and trying to get under it and make sure that they're still in a position to compete in future years and whatnot. But um, what the, the way they handled the Darius Slay situation and upsetting your top tier cornerback, overpaying James Bradbury again, yeah. we'll keep harping on that. 
losing Marcus Epps, likely <laughs> losing uh, Gardner Johnson. Um, it's just a lot of moves that do not benefit the offense, do not benefit the team, and are going to make Jalen Hurts' job a little bit more difficult as he heads into a contract year and attempts to make sure that he earns a, a assumedly massive contract. So I'd be a little upset from his perspective. And even when you talk about Miles Sanders, now you're talking about Hurts losing his backfield mate, essentially, because he kind of functions as a running back in a lot of uh, a lot of uh, packages they use. Now you're going to have Kenneth Gainwell and Rashad Penny and who knows how long Rashad Penny sticks around for, plus maybe another rookie they bring in and Boston Scott, who's just kind of there always. But I don't know. That's just one of the teams that I'm a little bit uh, confused at what they've done so far, not really following along with the plan. And I'd like to see them do a little bit more if they're going to they're gonna get out of my, my, my cellar here. Yeah, I, I guess like the only thing that could redeem really the Eagles from kind of some of these moves in the secondary is if like, they have this guy in the second round at safety that they're like, this guy is a all pro level caliber safety, like year three, and he could push for the pro bowl year one. It's the only way I can understand them paying Bradbury that money. Yeah. And, and at pick 30, that would be like them grabbing like Brian branch. If he fell that long or that deep at safety or if he Antonio Johnson, maybe, but yeah, you you got me on the NFL draft depth at <laughs> you saying here. Oh, but like those are just like those guys are the top safety prospects and they're not you know they're they're not even have the Kyle Hamilton hype of a year before. Right. Yeah. And I just I don't know that they get there. So that's why I'm kind of like it's weird to not have done something different from what they did do. Right. But if, again, if they go out and they keep Gardner Johnson somehow and they come to terms and on an agreement, then you you win right there. Boom, you're yeah. Cool. You're, boom, problem solved. You have two deep, one really good cornerback, a great safety, and then one halfway decent cornerback, and you figure out what to do at the other spot. And Still then you pick can, ten and thirty, right? And then you can take a running back at either at probably thirty, right? Yeah. Or you can move up to like twenty five. Oh, at, at thirty, freaking Gibbs could still be sitting there. I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't even be surprised. I'd take him. I think Bijan goes before that, and then. Gibbs is there and you, we talked about on the on the rookie podcast there's a few other running backs that are halfway decent that I wouldn't even mind reaching on based on their production scores and athletic scores so you got options at running yeah back, Spear, so. Charbonnet those those type yeah. of guys yeah for sure um all right I'll jump into my loser I think my loser is Sam Howell um congratulations on being a theoretical QB1 in Washington for all of two weeks because they signed Jacoby Brissett and he's going to laugh you off the field like I think what like in watching the Browns play last year and seeing what Jacoby Brissett can do what he can do so well is like he gets through his reads and he gets the ball where it needs to go and like when you have a team that's kind of pretty loaded in skill positions like Washington you just need a point guard at quarterback you don't need a Sam Howell that's his question mark like like can run and gun. You just want Jacoby Brissett to get there and point and shoot and get the offense on schedule. Like, I just think that if you thought that Sam Howell could be a starting quarterback for you at some point, I think that conversation is over. I just think it's done. Like, and I don't see another way that Jacoby Brissett does not win this quarterback position. Watching him, he legitimately was lapping Deshaun Watson on the football field last year. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? We how always is, say it too. They, they're, probably is, a, a, their playoff team last year, if Deshaun never comes back, 
Jacoby Brissett goes to the Jets, their playoff team last year. Like Jacoby Brissett could have made a bunch of teams playoff teams last year. Like, so I just like, I don't know why Washington was so gung ho on coming out and being like Sam Howell's our QB one. And then just still went and signed a quarterback in free agency. Right. But, sorry. Right away. Sam Howell is the longest standing non ever starter starter in the NFL <laughs> that I've ever seen. Might be mad. That's how strongly I feel about Jacoby Brissett though. Yeah. For real. I mean, they could also just be like camp battle. Hey, Terry, who yeah. do you want to play? Uh, is Brissett all fucking day? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like Terry wouldn't pick Brissett instantly. <laughs> yeah, you serious? Like yeah, it's like, yeah. That guy hits my hands. I'm good with that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I already did I've had uh, shit the quarterback Heineke experience. Yeah. I don't need to I, run I, it back. Yeah, I did the well. Wentz Heineke yeah, yeah, bullshit Sam- experience for years. <laughs> Sam Howell was legitimately if Carson Wentz and Heineke made a baby at Sam Howell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, and they, he's definitely a well, big loser in this. Yeah, I should have him on a dynasty team. Oh, my God, damn it. <laughs> Not that I, I had any hope. <laughs> you almost had a chance at a second-round pick for him at some point. I know, I fucked up. You're in super, super flex, but it's, okay. it's over now. It is. All right, um, Dows, take us out. Yeah. All right, Shelfies. As always, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Check out the website, topshelffantasy.com. Read up on all the articles, same faces, new places will be out uh, and updated regularly as new people move or sign contracts with their current teams. Um, check out the mock drafts that are already up there. They're outdated, but you'll have a new one next week coming from me. You'll get more and more as we head towards the draft. All the rookie information, I believe, can be found on the research tab. If not, it's definitely somewhere on the website. So go find it. Uh, and as always, thank you from me, Scotty, and Derek. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay Thank you.